Hello there! It's Friday. I did a face before I started talking and that threw me off. It is Friday though, uh, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad. And with me as always, let him show you how deep this rabbit hole goes. It's Anthony James. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Hello everyone, how are you today? Um, and Conrad, you're included. Oh, in well, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was being asked that question or if we were just, to, if, if I was now expected to wait. Just for the yeah, listeners. we'll just sit and wait. Yeah, we'll <laughs> give it. We'll give it. Wait for the comments. <laughs> Hurry up! Um, no, so I'm very well, thank you. Uh, it's still hot here in the old uh, south of the, United, of the United Kingdom. How are things on your end? Is is it still? Is is like global warming still rearing its ugly head as as the whole of the UK just bakes? It is. It's not unbearably hot, to be honest with you, but considering it's September in Northern Ireland, it is too hot compared to what it normally is. Sun's shining, though. I'm not going to complain, but uh, it's because it's not, it's, not, it's not baking. It's not baking right now, but it definitely is. We're sort of getting what we usually get in July in September, but, which is not good. I, I know that we have plenty of American and Australian uh, listeners, and I know that they're going to laugh at me when I say this, but it's about 19 to 20 degrees when I go to sleep at night, and that is too hot, quite frankly. That yeah, is well, too someone's. Someone said in the comments before, it's about the humidity, you know? Mm. Um, and speaking of humidity, uh, the other day, whenever Emmett and I recorded What If, I was at the Niagara Falls with my handheld mic because uh, my microphone stand is broken. Today, I'm at the red carpet, everyone. So here I am. <laughs> oh, hello, Danny. Danny, We're going to our man Danny. in the field. I believe that's Meryl Streep in the background. Can you get a, can you get a word? <laughs> hello. No, it's Danny DeVito. He's so, so versatile. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I immediately <laughs> forgot that you had a Danny DeVito cut out behind you. That would have been a far better... <laughs> far better joke or perhaps i'm implying that danny devito is indistinguishable to my eyes from meryl streep uh whichever of those jokes is funnier um neither of those people are in the movie that we're going to be talking about this week she looks meryl streep if you squinted and knocked about 30 years off she could look a little bit like switch I'm gonna say, uh, which is of course switch. Yeah, the 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 blonde blonde haired lady who goes not like this. Um, we are. Oh, of course... I, thought, I thought you were gonna make an Amanda Seyfried reference, which no. is because because there is a Mamma Mia tie there. Uh, yeah, there you go. That was a better that that would have been a better a better yeah. route to go down. But I've not seen Mamma Mia. I am of course talking about uh, the Matrix. We're gonna be talking about the uh, the Matrix Resurrections uh, trailer, which uh, which dropped this week, and we're all very excited about. Uh, we're all about two la- two hours lower on time after watching a dystopian sci-fi from the writer of The <laughs> Truman Show. And it's time for a new day in Back to the Future. And I mean that literally and also symbolically because I decided to just go back to 1995 this time round because there was nothing good in 1996 and I didn't want to do a box <laughs> office bonanza. With that in mind, I say it's time to talk about some gosh darn movies. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Movies, are they just a distraction from the fact that we all live within a simulation uh, that we need to wake up from in order to combat our robot overlords? Anthony, where do you stand on this? I stand on The Matrix as a great film. I actually was talking to my uh, filmmaking class the other day because I'm taking a GCSE in filmmaking now. And I was talking to them and all of those 14-year-olds had not seen The Matrix. So maybe that's something that I'm going to have to show them for. That is a shocker. I I mean... I know it came out in 1999, so you know it was it was well before they were born. 
But I feel like The Matrix is still a really good movie. Maybe is that just me being in like old man yells at clouds? I feel like The Matrix no, no, is no, still no. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all heard, they'd all heard of it, obviously, and yeah. they they sort of had things through through the zeitgeist, but they just hadn't actually sat down and watched it. I keep hearing this is a big problem with the younger generation, which I working working with the younger generation. I don't know if I agree. But people keep saying they don't sit and watch films anymore or they don't watch full football matches. They just watch the highlights. I personally think it's because it's really expensive to have all of the sports channels and movie channels. I think, uh, yeah. And also, obviously, social media comes into it too. But they do still watch TV and film. I'll just say that. I'm I'm your man man in the field. I'm the man in the field, Anthony. They do do still watch it. I mean, I I think back to the days when I was a youngster. And, you know, I, I didn't. That, that 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 argument always feels a bit gatekeepery to me. Just like they're not watching it properly. Yeah. It's like, oh really? When I was yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was twenty years old and I watched the I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just called Rambo, the the fourth Rambo movie. Uh, I bought it on DVD and just watched it four times on repeat while playing like Left for Dead on my PC or something while I was in university. Was that me watching that properly, really, <laughs> or, or was it just like <laughs> yeah. background noise that has essentially been replaced by? Netflix in in this day and age. So, I yeah. I think the kids are all right. I trust the youth to um oh, to, yeah. to make good movies. You could hold, and I I mean this absolutely earnestly. You could hold a gun to my head and say, name me one thing that happened in the third Matrix movie, and I could not tell you. I think are we are we allowed to go spoilers? Because I mean I that movie is twenty plot. almost twenty years old. I think it's past the statute of limitations for spoilers. Okay, if, well if I'm, you don't want to have okay. the Matrix Revolutions, is that the third one? Yeah, skip in, skip in the in, into like five minutes from now. Yeah. But I'm just gonna say to you, Conrad, a huge thing that you should remember because it is what I'm questioning based on this new trailer for the Matrix Resurrections is that Neo is supposed to be dead. Is the thing, yeah he dies you know? doesn't he I, doesn't he like sacrifice himself to restart Zeon or something or yeah, Zion, he's, G- he's G- remember he's Jesus he's yeah. Jesus remember so he sacrifices himself uh, to restart the world where, where people get the choice yeah, to stay in the wake Matrix up or not yeah okay so mm-hmm. I mean looking at this trailer I don't want to go too deep into it because it is just a trailer and there are, there are channels out there that are dedicated to trailer breakdowns but um, there, there's two things that I know to, about this movie so far first one is a bit of a film nerdy kind of thing, but it, it, it matters to me, goddammit. Uh, no Yuan Wu-Ping, who was the, the, the fight choreographer for the uh, first three movies and famously worked on pretty much all of Jackie Chan's Hong Kong movies um, and mm-hmm. is a big reason for why those fight scenes were as fucking cool as they were. Um, he's well retired now. I think he's in his mid-70s. Um, okay. But So I wonder if the fight scenes are going to be maybe a little more kind of CGI special effects heavy than they were in um, in that first one. Um, where a lot of it was... Oh, yeah, in the first one, okay, good thing you said in the first one, because I was just thinking of that fight where Neo was fighting oh, 100 billion, million Agent Agent Smith. Smith. I did. I did start thinking run, about that. Running around I, the pole. <laughs> yeah, I did start <laughs> thinking about that as I was talking. Like, it really just is that first one where they're, like, committed <laughs> to the uh, to the kind of wuxia elements. Um, the other the other thing I, I, I feel qualified to say is that it feels like they're retreading um, a lot of the plot points of the, the original, perhaps. So uh, could this be a soft reboot, perchance? Like they, like the sort of they, they just have to do it again. Basically, is what you mean. Um, well, I mean, you've got Morpheus. You've got uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen second uh, playing uh, Morpheus. You've got um, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss turning up, and 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 it looks. You know, they're doing stuff like jumping off of office buildings to catch helicopters and fighting in in dojos, presumably in in a, in a Matrix simulation. So, I mean, it could just be that the, the the trailer was constructed to kind of hit those. 
those classic points, but it, there did seem to be a mm-hmm. lot of them. He's playing. He's playing a young Morpheus, isn't he? Which yes. actually makes me think that potentially this could be a prequel, and maybe that's how Morpheus knew that Neo would be Neo. Like he would actually work, and he would come to be the one because he actually had experienced Keanu Reeves Neo, Mister Anderson, uh, back in the day. Maybe he had actually already. Oh, what, so you, uh, experienced you think him. Neo is going to die in this timeline as well, and then be reborn, and that's going to be the original timeline that happens after that because he's old in this obviously you know he's he's aged yeah so I, i'm not sure how it's going to work to be honest with you like i know that they said it's happened over and over again like they reset it all the time yes and they true. have all, all the architect over and over again so perhaps this is actually going to be taking place in a previous instance oh, of the Matrix. okay a previous loop one might say mm. interesting oh, very interesting yeah. um very quickly before we move off of this what would your matrix name be i'm going to put you on the spot i think mine based on the amount of video editing i've done this week would be adobe premiere pro <laughs> mine would be the two the two <laughs> yeah i'm not okay we're not going to dive into that at all i'd like we're just going to leave that as a mystery to be revealed. neo's the neo's the one oh, come I on see. Connor, get up to speed Sorry. Connor hasn't seen this film in a long time, guys. I saw the, I've seen the original Matrix a lot. So I saw the original Matrix probably about a year ago. That movie's still great. Uh, the other two I have not seen since they were in theatres. I, I couldn't... I remember the Agent Smith fight. I remember a room with a mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders-looking motherfucker in it in that third mo- <laughs> movie. Do you, remember the, do, you, do you remember the key master? Oh, of course I remember the key master. That guy <laughs> fucking kicked ass. Um, yeah. It wasn't Donnie Yuen who played that, I don't think. It was, it was someone... I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, he, he was great anyway. But it's just as well that we've mm-hmm. taken all these reality-altering drugs in order to discuss this as, as accurately <laughs> as we have. Because uh, there's no way that you would be up for this uh, next segment without an expanded mind. <laughs> and yes, that was uh-uh. pre-written. Um, we are, of course, going back in to Back to the Feature. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I, I don't want to dance too 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 much because I'm going to rattle my microphone. Yeah, yeah you, you're not allowed to. You have to be you have to be concerned. Okay. Hello and welcome to Back to the Feature. It is, uh, of course, the exciting game show segment where I have selected a feature film from 25 or 26 uh, years ago, to, as close to today as possible. Anthony will hear five clues and have five opportunities to guess the name of the film. Each clue he hears will lower the amount of points he scores by one. And please play along at home. Anthony, are you ready for this exciting and very thematically appropriate Back to the Feature? Yes, I am. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. If you have, it's something that somehow we've never talked about in, in all our years okay. of friendship. Okay, clue the first. The male lead of this movie would go on to play a heroin addict and Sherlock Holmes. And those aren't interchangeable, I should say. I think Sherlock Holmes t- smoked opium. Okay, um, this makes me think it's Robert Downey Jr. And I think he played a heroin addict in that film, uh, A Scanner Darkly? Oh, or I maybe I'm... don't remember. I don't remember if he is a heroin addict in that one. Okay, well, I'm thinking it is him anyway. Because um, it's only him and Benedict Cumberbatch I can think of off the top of my head as Sherlock Holmes. Um, unless it's with that one who where Lucy Liu plays Watson, but I can't don't know who that is. Um, uh, okay, so I'm going to guess... Okay, Robert Downey Jr. I don't actually know many Robert Downey Jr. films from that time. No, um, I think most I'm, people don't. They know, like, Weird Science... And, yeah. and then like jump forward to that Elton John video, <laughs> and, and then it's Iron Man basically. 
Right. So the fact that you're saying all that is making me think that I'm on the wrong track here. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I don't know, bloody hell, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, let's throw one out there. It is not Lockstock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, lovely to hear the mention, though. Lovely to hear the name. Um, okay, clue the second. The Prodigy song, Voodoo People, which is an absolute banger, by the way, uh, gained a large amount of mainstream popularity thanks to this movie. Mm-hmm. That does ring a bell as well. I'm not, I still am not reaching, I can't get the name of the film in my head, but that does ring a bell to me. Prodigy. I probably haven't seen it. Voodoo People. I, be- I I always get my Prodigy songs mixed up, but I believe Voodoo People is the one that Pendulum covered that goes like... That one. Right, doesn't help me. Uh- <laughs> for, those, for those Prodigy heads out there. Oh, I'm sure there are <laughs> you're, some. You're welcome. I'm sure there are some. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have a guess, and I'm going to say... Oh, God. I, I'm struggling with this one. Let's say airheads. It's not bad. It's not right. But I mean, I feel like you're knocking on the door of the tone of the movie that this okay. is with with airheads. Okay. A Brendan Fraser classic. Um, I think Brendan Fraser was in that one, right? In airheads. Adam, I'm not actually. I can't remember. But I know that Adam Sandler and even Michael Richards was in it too. Maybe I think um, okay, third clue. Characters in this cyberpunk thriller have names like Zero Cool, Crash Override, and The Phantom Freak. <laughs> now you All see right, why I'm saying really... it's thematically appropriate. <laughs> for what yeah, we're talking yeah, about. yeah. Yeah, so I'm not actually sure I'm going to get this now because you've given me so much flavour of this film that I feel like it would be jumping out to me if I knew it. Um... I'm not a. I'm nowhere near as big a fan of cyberpunk as you are. No, I hate saying that because it implies I don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I just haven't been as exposed to as much. Yeah. Um, there's 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 going to be some people with neon face paint on listening to this podcast, screaming at their yeah. hollow plates or whatever it is they're listening to this on in in, in the year <laughs> yeah. 2050. All right, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, Super Mario Brothers. Funnily enough, has some cyberpunk elements in it. Yeah, actually. I know, yeah. Um, no, it is not Super Mario Brothers. A lovely <laughs> shout, though. A lovely shout for Dennis Hopper's best role. I don't mean that. Don't Please don't write in. Uh, okay, fourth clue. Second to last clue. If you don't get it on this one, I don't think you're going to get it. I, I, I deliberately made this one easier because I thought okay. I, I, need to, I need to walk him up to the door on this. Fourth right. clue. A TV show entitled Hack the Planet is featured prominently in, prominently in this movie. Hack the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. I'm sorry, Conrad. Oh. I failed you. Oh, I can't All believe right. it. Sorry. Well, I mean, do you want to give an answer or do you want to move on to the final clue? Um, hack the planet. Fight Club. Not that I know it's too early for Fight Club, but I mean, that's also again, cyberpunk. Tonally, you're in the right ballpark. Yeah, I know. I hack the planet. Put Fight Club in my mind. Spirit of Rebellion. Okay, so I'm I'm accepting no answer for the the fourth one. 
Oh wait, you said Fight Club. I said Fight. Oh, yeah. I said Fight Club. That is yeah. That it's is basically no answer. <laughs> <laughs> it was said with so little commitment that I just yeah. glossed over it. I was like, well, obviously that's not right. Okay, final <laughs> yeah. final clue. You we you may not get it, but it's been a great it's been great to have you on the show. I hope you've had a lovely day out. <laughs> this was one of Angelina Jolie's first uh, or earliest, I should say, starring roles as the awesomely named Acid Burn. <laughs> I'm not gonna get this acid burn. Um, I'm just gonna say because it has Angelina Jolie in it, the Bone Collector. It's a great shout for an Angelina Jolie movie. A little bit later, I think that was in 2002-ish. Um, it is not the Bone Collector. It is, of course, everyone say it with me. The classic, sort of so bad it's good movie, Hackers. Um, oh, okay. And Never do do you know? I have to say, you had. <laughs> the thread of getting this right on that first clue when you said oh it's either benedict cumberbatch or robert danny jr or that bloke who is in the is in elementary oh with Lucy don't Lee. tell me johnny lee miller he's from my neck of the woods <laughs> kingston up on thames that's the boy he is also in the starring role in this movie and that was who it, that's who i was talking about in that first clue i cannot believe you that that close that close to getting on the right track well, there we go, guys. I actually do know some things. It's just that the things I know <laughs> yeah. didn't help me here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is this is not really, as you say, in your wheelhouse. Not necessarily taste-wise, just purely experience-wise. Um, but one day, so what we'll was it watch about hackers? hackers? What, what, what's, what's hackers about? Is it about hacking the <sighs> hacking the planet? What is it about? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 about a group of hackers who get into trouble. I think they like steal something from a guy called another hacker called the Plague, and then need to who's played right. by Fisher Stevens. Um, uh, of short circuit uh, fame, problematic short circuit fame. He's a white guy who uh, who wore brown face to play an Indian man, um, and um, right. he comes after them, and they have to get like every hacker in the world to kind of band together to distract the plague while they do something with their MacGuffin. It's not a good movie, but God, God love it. It is earnest, and I can respect that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. Well, maybe we'll check it out one day. Yeah, well, I mean, as I've said before, it was lovely having you on the show. I hope you've had a good time. And Thank I you hope... very much, everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is the <laughs> bit where we show you what, what you could have won. They reel the prizes yeah. past. Um, and won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that joke's going to work for maybe five people listening to this, but you're yeah. welcome if you're one of those people. Um, okay, that that was, of course, back to the feature. We're not going to dwell on it because we don't. We're not a negative show here. We don't want to dwell on failures. We want to rush yeah. headlong towards successes. Is Andrew Nichols in time a success? No, it's not. But we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> Anthony, why don't you talk us through briefly what In Time is, the movie that we watched for this week's episode? If ever there was a film to use the phrase you know gotta go fast this was it i'm, uh, I'm it's, amazed it's, no one said that actually at any yeah, point yeah or movie. like he's so fast he's so fast yeah. you know um uh, but okay so basically uh this is a film like it's an inner world film so you know if the tra- i don't even know if the trailer had it but you would usually say in a world yeah. where time is you know so basically the the when you turn 25 you have an hour you have a year on your arm yeah and it ticks ticks down the only way you can have longer in your life is you can actually earn time. Basically, time is currency. Yeah. Which they told us 500 million times in the first three minutes of the film. Yes. And uh, everything's going up. And basically, the whole thing is set uh, around a character called Will Salas, who has who wants to sort of be a Robin Hood figure and go into the upper echelon called New Greenwich. 
and steal from the rich to give to the poor. Um, and it's it's a rip and yarn, I would say. It's a sort of inner world rip and yarn. Uh, I remember it being worse than it actually was. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know, Conrad. This is the first time you've ever seen it. It is, uh, it, and, and I'm I'm going to be honest yeah. here. I try not to I try not to go into films with preconceived notions uh, about what to expect from it. I went into this expecting it to be absolute fucking garbage, um, yeah. and it isn't actually it's not there's bad things about it i agree no doubt but it's not mm-hmm. garbage um so i think the first thing you've kind of touched on it already the sheer amount of somberly delivered puns about the time plot device in <laughs> yeah. this is ridiculous the, the amount of time someone says i don't think you've lived a day in your life or no one should have to die before their time turn to camera and smile earnestly it's like stop making puns about the plot device please like it's just i i understand andrew nickel i understand that you've constructed this this system but my god man like i i I, and i don't want to like hammer it too much but i was just laughing the whole way through because every time someone said something like that it was it was outrageous um and and it's Yeah, yeah It is not a well-written movie. I think that's one of my big, big criticisms of it. I think um, there are actors in this movie who will get to, who I think do a really good job with not very much material. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, I think, top of the list. I think she's great in this movie. Um, but I was a bit, I was a bit surprised because I mean, this is like, Andrew Nichol wrote the Truman Show. He wrote Gattaca, um, and admittedly, I haven't seen those movies in a long time. But I, I remember them being pretty well written, and I just didn't feel that was the case with this. I think this one did suffer from thinking it had to set up an awful lot in terms of the world building. I think we could have really done without... Like, we we were told about the time. We had the sort of... We almost had, like, the the voiceover, a little bit like in Reminiscence, Mm -hmm. about the the dreams and stuff, or the memories. So it was set up very, very clearly about what it was. They showed the ticking clock on the arm. Mm -hmm. But then, after they did that, they set it up very well, and they needed to do it one time, and then every single time in the next five minutes they had a chance, they, they told you about the time. Yeah. So a cup of coffee's four minutes. Like It just felt like really, really hammered home to the point where what I think they should have done is set up the world, either have the voiceover or don't, just set it up in a certain way, and then don't mention it again for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then bring it back in. But it was just constant, as you're, you're right in saying, the puns, the the, the, the mentioning of it all the time, yeah. it really felt like it was very heavy-handed. And, and I, I have to say that i i i didn't um i i didn't think the like the the cynic in me like chooses to believe that the central premise for this movie was come up with by some scumbag hollywood producer who didn't want to cast actors older than 25 years old um but you know they do a i think they do a decent job of um of realizing it um i mean it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it fully achieves the kind of nightmarish dystopia that it's going for, but it also yeah. it's a pretty out there plot device as far, or, or, or you know central mechanic of of the world. Like yes. as, as soon as you hear it, your first question is, well, how does society actually work? And I think to its credit, this movie doesn't really get let itself get bogged down too much in the nitty gritty of that it does at times you know when it starts mm-hmm. being like oh the police are protecting you know this system and, and x y and z 
that's when it really loses pace because it doesn't know it doesn't have an answer to those questions yeah it just knows that wouldn't it be cool if we took away money but had time as a metaphor for us wasting our lives in these dead-end jobs and then you know expanded that metaphor into a dystopian story and and i think it to its credit it does a decent job of doing that Uh, but 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 it's at its best when it's just like ah whatever you know we're not going to explain it too much it's just a it's just a fun like story where we're going to follow these characters around yeah yeah no no i think i think you're dead on there i think as well like it very clearly had the as well as the dead end job stuff it had very obviously very clearly has class uh uh, you know running through here similar obviously uh, we talked about us a few weeks ago um and us actually was a a lot more subtle than this in terms Mm. of those themes even though that was even on the nose this was basically if you told a high schooler to write an essay where instead of money we had time and write about how that would affect class and how we can relate that to class in the real world this is what they would write um i think so that's, yeah and I, that's I, how I, I felt about it yeah and i think that there's a very we're not going to get in spoilers quite yet but there is a plot line it's not really a plot line but it's kind of a, a theme in this movie that rears its head a couple of times which is it's present in a lot of movies that are badly written about people with less money about people living in poverty which is this kind of patronizing sentiment that are oh, only poor people are the ones who actually really seize the day and know how to live their lives and it's like oh yeah okay. and, and that is really prevalent at parts in this movie and you know it's not to say that that's always a bad message i think there is is value in it but it just it strikes me as so insincere and just so lazy to be like all the rich people are too scared to live they're all hiding away in their in their holes and all the poor people they're the mm-hmm. salt of the earth they're they're doing they're doing you know they, they live each day and they're, they're these kind of passionate individuals and it just doesn't have any more interest than the, in exploring that idea than just saying it which i find i find very very lazy and patronizing yeah it's interesting you say that actually that's something that i did notice myself but i i wouldn't have maybe necessarily put it the same way but i think i think maybe it's their way of doing both sides as well mm. because if you just i suppose if if you if you're putting it that way it's kind of saying well look the rich people have got it bad too it's like you know whereas and i suppose it, but in real life it doesn't really play out that way really because in <laughs> no. real life in real life they've got money and they can go and do crazy stuff because their yeah. their time isn't going to run out so and and rich people are the ones who actually go and do this you know like i don't see many people who are poor with no you know with a like dead end job going skydiving and stuff like it is it yeah, is people yeah, with, exactly. with wealth who can do that so it's it's really strange that that, that was sort of put in there as if it's an analog to real life because it felt like they were trying to do like a metaphor oh absolutely so yeah absolutely so therefore having stuff like that in is i think a way too hyperbolic to yeah. actually be relatable to the real and, world. and, and then being like rich people won't go swimming in the sea because they might drown <laughs> it's like that's that doesn't make any sense whatsoever like you've got this here yeah, and you're, and yeah it's like in, just hire a lifeguard just hire a lifeguard to yeah. sit on the beach like you have an army of armed guards that follow you around at all times like just Literally designate get a one line of, of them to stand yeah. yeah get a line of them to stand in the water for you yeah. it just doesn't make any and it's just like this this idea that like rich people don't even swim anymore <laughs> because <laughs> because they're so fearful of losing their lives um and also the idea that they've got 
I mean, I know it's an analog for money, obviously, and it's about people having more than they need. But the idea that people have got like millions of years in life expectancy is like, why would you even want to live that long? Like, what yeah. what possible benefit could there be to that? Um, okay, so I've got a I've got a, a proposition for you here, Anthony. Uh, this this movie okay. had working titles before it was released under the, under the name <laughs> uh, of uh, In Time. Of first one was Now, which is pretty bad. The second yep. one, this is amazing. The second one, and I think I, I want to get your your take on it. I'm not gonna. I've already told you what I think, but I, I'd like try try and come at it from with with clear eyes. Okay, it's immortal, but spelt I apostrophe M full stop, all one word. I apostrophe M full stop the word mortal. So I'm mortal, also immortal, but with a uh, like. In one of the best movie titles I've ever seen in my life. It's it's so <laughs> convoluted that I wish they'd have gone for that. Oh my god! Are they, are they the only two other options? Yeah. So Jeez, it was either it was in time now or I'm mortal slash immortal, depending on how you want to read it. Um, so they didn't have a good title amongst all three. To be honest, <laughs> that's how I feel. Because even in time isn't a good good. In title, time is think. what is immediately forgettable. It's it's so generic that i get this movie constantly confused with that bradley cooper one where he's a like stock market guy who takes drugs is that limitless is that what that one's called limit yeah, yeah it's about unlocking though your your whole yeah. brain function you only use 10 percent of your brain all that bollocks yeah, yeah. i mean uh, not that similar but to me they're completely they're completely interchangeable yeah i know what you mean i think they really should have had a better like you know, even on the clock or something. I don't know. On the clock. So they wanted... That sounds like a sixties <laughs> British comedy, like starring, uh, starring like the Carry On Crew. Yeah, I don't know. Like Will Sellers runs from the Timekeepers, some crap like that. So I don't like In Time. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't mm. like the name In Time. They could have come to come up with something better. Um, but it is what it is. I think this film, to be honest with you, is better than I remember. I think this film mm. is one that actually has more merit to it later. Like having watched re- rewatched it because. When it first came out, I did think it was absolutely crap. And now, now that I've watched it, I'm, I'm actually thinking, you know what? I didn't actually mind that. I, mm. I, I could, I could, I could foresee a time in my life where I will watch that again. You know? I, I think I agree. I think there are the, the, I think the things that are bad in this movie are so bad that they're really funny. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the things that it does well are are pretty good. I think. Um, so, I mm-hmm. mean, I think we probably say we'll get into spoilers now because the stuff that I want to talk about about what is good about this movie that I can only really do if we're in spoiler territory. So here's your warning. We're talking spoilers. If you don't want to have this movie from 2011 ruined for you, <laughs> go and watch it on Netflix. Do do yourself that favor. Um, yeah. So, okay, things that are good. I don't want to just rag on this. I think I've said it before, and I'm interested to get your opinion on this. I think Amanda Seyfried is the star of the show in this. I think she turns up and is immediately far more interesting. And I think she finds something in her character that isn't necessarily on the page. I think she's kind of energetic and a bit kind of like devilish and has this really, really, really charismatic performance. Um, And it's made even more uh, appealing by the fact that she stood next to Justin Timberlake, who is basically just a walking bland delivery of the central metaphor over and over again um mm. but i think she t- she turns up and she carries him to a decent double act uh would you agree with that or did you get much from timberlake in this oh no, I, yeah, I didn't get much from timberlake let's be honest but I, I think i think i do i i agree that she was better than him i do agree that the issue i have with her character 
is the I think that the the bridge between being kidnapped and legit <laughs> le- legitimately having a gun to her head, yep. and then all of a sudden shooting a guy, a cop, yep. uh, and running away with him. That bridge wasn't no. well supported for me. Drop the keys or I'll blow her head off. And then, like, yeah. ten minutes later in the movie, they're like, oh, we're, like I'm going to protect you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, it really was... I, it, it came... I, I didn't remember... To be honest with you, I remembered the second half of this film more than the first. Mm. So, therefore, whenever I realized she was this rich girl... And I didn't even remember where she came from, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first saw this film in 2011. So, whenever I realized, watching this again, that she came from the rich thing, I, I was thinking... Hang on a minute. How do they get? How do they get to the point where they're running around together? Because this doesn't make any sense. He's literally just got a gun to her head. Yeah, it's, and he was he was serious about. Oh, it. Oh, he absolutely was. Like he was threatening to kill her, and and was totally <laughs> yeah. totally genuine about it. Um, I mean, the one thing we have forgotten, and I and I don't want to spend too long on this, but I think we have to mention it now because it fits in quite nicely with the Amanda Seyfried Justin Timberlake plotline. Is um. Does this movie have the worst car crash CGI in the history of movies? Because there's a moment in this when when he, he yeah. he's stolen the car and he's he's escaping with her and they're being pursued by this um by this this gangster who timekeeper oh yeah the gangster no yeah well, right, timekeeper's yes. after him as well but yeah the, the English gangster lad has mm-hmm. set up a um are they called spike trap or whatever you know there's a puncture the tires yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go over it and I shit you not it is the worst CGI I have seen this side of the year two thousand I think in a in a in a in a major major movie um, yeah and the car flips and it looks it just looks like something out of Shrek for yeah, Shrek it, one or something it looks appallingly bad but I mean they have that car mm-hmm. crash and uh, and then she has all. Her, all her time stolen and I guess that's the beginning of her becoming dependent on him but it's as you say there's a lot missing in in establishing that relationship I think yeah like he, he you know not not only did he have a gun to her head and threaten to kill her not only did he mean that he also led to circumstances in which she had all of her time taken away and almost died yeah. then he stole her earrings and then you know it just and then she found out that he contributed to the death of his best friend. Yeah. So it just it just all didn't like I didn't see what she saw in him. Even yeah. though you know, even though it's Justin Timberlake, you know, even though he can dance, I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Yeah. But um yeah, so actually we've we haven't talked about him at all, but I thought Killian Murphy was really good in this. And okay. I think he was in I think he thought he was in a better film than he was, is what I'll say. <laughs> I yeah, um, I, I don't think yeah. he has a lot to do character wise in this. He's sort of yeah. he's doing what he can, God bless him. But he's his character to me, I think like obviously we talked about the Rob uh the Robin Hood obviously there's the Robin Hood uh, mm. parallels here. He's kind of the sheriff of Nottingham and the the Prince John character who is from uh is Pierre Ruskin from the OA. Did you realize? Um Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he he is uh Killy Murphy like the, the the sort of sheriff of Nottingham. I actually really drew parallels between him and uh, Javert from Les Miserables and like uh Justin Timberlake was sort of Jean Valjean undercover in the rich world. Oh, well, yeah, the and kind uh, of the unwilling tool of the states kind of kind of character. Yeah, uh, yeah, like he's on. Un- he's he's, he's well, sort not of unwilling, but like kind of reluctant, maybe. Yeah, it's like he's it's, it's sort of just the rule of law is what that's what made me think of he was like Javert because it was like the rule of law. It's not a it is the most important thing. It's not about ethics for him. It's about you broke the law. I'm going to come and take the money back, you know, or I'm going to catch you. And it really became like a cat and mouse between him. Yeah. And I, th- I think that if, if this was a different film with a different director and, uh, you know, a more serious tone, um, 
even though they were trying to be serious, but you know what I mean? If it was like, it was a, it was trying to be deeper. I think they could have done something really, really good with that uh, storyline mm. with, with Killian Murphy's character. But it, it just, to be honest with you, he came across as a little bit incompetent to me. Yeah. I don't think his character was really fleshed out as much as it could have been because like, he's even from the same place as Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And it could have really been built like, they didn't do anything with the with the uh, Justin Timberlake's dad storyline. No. I mean, that's that just was just out. dropped like a like a like a yeah. rock in the second half of the movie. They, they sort of briefly mentioned it a couple of times, and then it just disappeared. And it seemed, yeah, absolutely like mm-hmm. a, a, a narrative dead end. Yeah, so I think they must have been more more planned for that than they cut stuff. I don't know what happened, but I really feel that Killian Murphy thought he was in a better film than he than he was. I think that I think that he could have. It could have been a good performance with a little bit more bu- uh, good character with a little bit more building in it. I don't like the fact that like take take one second, mate, and get your time before you get out of the car. Like I really didn't buy <laughs> yeah. that. The, there wasn't enough build into the character of being this crazy, you know, like Javert type. Yeah. I'll do anything. That there was a slight little, uh, slightly, uh, slightly less build up to the character that which would have made that believable. I think he will. He would have still taken the time before he went yeah, out of the car. I think. I think what you've actually struck on there is a really interesting point because I, I. I think I absolutely agree with you. I think in a in a different director's hands with a different script, where you focus in on the relationship, you can still have Amanda Seyfried's character in it. But I mean, you mm-hmm. focus in on the the lives of these two individuals, the the the, the timekeeper cop essentially, and uh, and uh, what's his name William William Salas Will, Sa- w- Will, Will Salas, Salas yeah. yeah. Um you focus in on their relationship and there's definitely a good good story to be told there i think and i think it's a shame that what we got instead certainly in the first half and i, I wonder if you felt this way is a really really unfocused movie and like for the first half of the movie mm. i was kind of thinking okay so he's got this time from this rich guy who's died is this going to be an enemy of the state kind of hidden macguffin style thing where he doesn't know why people are after him and he's trying to figure out the problem and it is that for 15 20 minutes and then suddenly mm-hmm. it's a gambling movie where he's you know living in living the high life and he's playing poker against against bajillionaires and i was like okay is this gonna be like an oceans 11 heist movie now and then and then it kind of turns into like bonnie and clyde robin hood where you know it's him and him and um amanda seafried on the run robbing banks uh incidentally as well uh the the phrase time bank is wonderfully stupid uh and we should we should see that <laughs> make a return i think um but it doesn't have any focus at all in the story it's trying to tell and it's really it feels to me like it sort of stumbles into its main plot line and by the time it's done that it's already an hour's already gone you don't have time to really establish Killian Murphy as a viable a viable threat never mind a good character so he's just kind of mm-hmm. lumbering around after them getting shot and wearing leather trench coats and that's essentially all he has to do yeah I did like the matte black paint on the cars though I, yeah. I, well, actually well, let, let me tell you this right the whole poker thing now okay I actually quite liked the. I actually quite liked the scene as a standalone scene where he let his clock run down to nearly zero to show that he was serious about winning the pot. Yeah. I like that, but I will say this: I really feel the Robin Hood parallel here. In that we're like, oh my okay, god, he's like Robin Hood. Obviously, we kind of archery. What's he really good at? And I think that like the poker is really that is what they're trying to do. I think mm. this is. I I really can feel them coming up with this idea as Robin Hood in this world. I really can feel that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think. That could have been an interesting story too. I think it could have branched in a lot of different ways. You know, it could it could have been that oh he's really good at gambling and it turns into like a heist movie where he pisses off like an Andy yeah. Garcia style character and um, you know he has to has to take him for everything he's got. But instead, 
we just get this weird ill-focused um ill-focused thing also actually before we move on um you did mention this very briefly i just wanted to go back to it for a, a momentarily and say how fucking dare they kill i know what you do last summer i know what you did last summer starlet johnny galecki off screen in this movie <laughs> like he, like justin timberlake comes into like 100 years and he gives him 10 and then he just dies off screen by poison like drinking himself to death yeah, he's uh, Leonard. Isn't he Leonard from the Big Bang Theory? He is, yeah, that, that was that's definitely. Yeah, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I yes, yeah, so they killed him off screen. They gave him ten, ten years. He killed, what did he drink himself to death in like three days? Something uh, like that. It's not that long. Like I mean, it's possible. Listen, but like, it's, it takes him doing. Unfortunately, this film is also really bad in terms of like the, the relationship with money and pro- and poor people. For one thing, don't give poor people money because apparently they'll drink. Yeah, themselves they can't to death. be trusted with it. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing is, if, if, there's a, if there's one lesson to take out of this film, it's don't treat your fucking children to nice lunches. Yep, absolutely because not. Because if she, if she hadn't have done that, she would have had the half an hour to make it back to her son. And she died because of it. Yeah, that that section is just so dumb like wherever and, and they, were, they were just they were just setting up the end with uh him and amanda seyfried yeah and yeah. to be honest with you at the end when with amanda seyfried when they were running towards each other they didn't fucking link arms i didn't see them link arms no. they didn't it was so weird all you had to do was have a shot of their arms linking yeah. and they didn't do it they fell in she fell into his arms and onto the ground i'm like how did they she had three seconds left how did how did he transfer the, the time <laughs> well if you want to talk about weird so they transfer time by grabbing like doing a roman clasp right they sort of grab each other's you're going to talk about the fighting oh you're my talk about the fighting. god we got to talk about it like they so okay you, you you share money by by doing the roman clasp and you i don't know will the money into the other person or something like that an hour and a half into this two-hour movie they introduce this mechanic where apparently you can enter into this like arm wrestling over the top style battle of wills where you yeah. grab each other's arms and can somehow mentally fight each other for each other's time like it's like the middle of goddamn it's a scanners. willpower thing yeah it is a willpower thing although like they did they did sort of hint at it when they said hey, you know you're not going to fight are you you know you're not going to fight are you the mom was saying that and yeah. also talking about how his dad's a fighter but the thing is like that isn't leading up to it if you just reveal what fighting is an hour after an hour and a half yeah, and it's li- literally just stare at you it's like it's like a staring oh i mean if you actually this is i I try not to do this in movies because obviously you know the music sets the tone and and it's you can make anything sound ridiculous if you remove the context but if you take away i mean to put it another way they can put the tensest music they want over that scene Mm -hmm. ultimately what happened in that scene is um justin timberlake and the 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 english guy who plays the gangster just hold hands essentially for 30 seconds until and look kind of look intently into one another's eyes until one of them dies and falls over and it's it is the most ridiculous scene and and the fact that they have not set that up at all is insane like it, it just it comes out of absolutely nowhere and it's it's but again, I mean, I, I probably sound like I'm mad about that. I, I found it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I was laughing the whole way through uh, because it's just yeah. so ridiculous. Um, not to mention the, the fact worst... that, that that guy claims to have lived in LA for 75 years, yet somehow has not managed to lose his accent in the slightest. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually, that's a good Still that's wandering good around like a fucking Cockney gangster. <laughs> Also, is the whole world like this? Like, is his whole world just decided to change over to this, or just America? <laughs> yeah, so, did, yeah. did he did he move over here to to and then get like this implanted in his yeah, brain? Yeah, but actually, don't know. But they they're changing them before birth because it's genetically modified. Actually, no, they didn't specify that. Maybe they're just mumbo jumboing it. I think but they anyway, are, yeah, yeah, just mumbo jumboing it. But 
Right. Okay. Here's my po- this, here's my problem. Maybe we could end on this, and then okay. we'll give our give our ratings. My, my my problem with that gangster guy is that the whole film it's portrayed that he is sort of a rat type figure who like lives behind his cronies. Yeah, like feeds off like, the poor, basically. Yeah. In no way is it implied that like he's not like um brad pitt and snatch he's not like he's not like the 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 best bare knuckle fighter he's not the best like fighter in terms of this arm thing they do it's not implied that at all it's implied that he's a weasel gangster guy who 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 strong arms with guns yeah he'll either shoot you or he'll take your time like that's that's yeah i i i don't believe this guy has had many fights to zero yeah i don't but this i didn't believe that from this character i don't think even though he might think he's good or whatever, I don't believe that he would risk that. He doesn't seem like the type. No. I mean, his character was, again, just a throwaway that really they could have done a lot more with. Like, he, he is, you know, the you have the, these these characters who represent the kind of cancerous aspects of society. You've got the rich feeding on mm-hmm. on, 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 on the poor, and then you've got the poor feeding on themselves, um, like or what, the unscrupulous poor feeding on themselves, represented mm-hmm. by this guy. So rather than having fucking Johnny Galecki drinking himself to death to be like, ah, oh, can they be trusted with money? You have this dickhead who exists to get his comeuppance. And he doesn't really, I mean, he does die, but it's not really in service of any kind of, wider meaning it's just he challenges him to a fight it challenges justin timberlake's character will salas to a fight and he loses and that's the end of that character he doesn't get torn apart by the people that he you know has abused for so long it's just yeah a real waste of a of yeah. a character to be honest um his yeah his job was to somehow make it make sense that that guy uh, will Salas ended up with the rich guy who gave him his money yeah uh, and and then they were like well now we've got this gangs these gangsters how, <laughs> yeah. how do we get rid of them we've called the Minutemen. that's a great name we've got to do something with these guys yeah. timekeepers Minutemen. jesus christ like, yeah do you get it do you get the yeah. do you get the pun what about what about what why like, hang on hang on as a as a man with long hair i found it quite insulting that the guy who is like the charitable type was like the most emo guy they could choose, right? He's like, he's like, did you know the guy who was like standing there giving out all of the all of the stuff? I'm just like, why? Why do you have to make a man whose charity is at his heart makes look so depressed? Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about, Henry? What's his face? The guy, who, the guy who jumps into the aqueduct or falls into the aqueduct. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy. Whenever they get the million, they give him the the case, and like uh, also Justin Timberlake had a gun to his head and gave him a load. He's he works in that little cage area with the big sign. Oh on the, the... yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a fair point. That is a fair. I mean, he looks. Yeah, he he. I I never really, I didn't really understand the the fact that they made that character look like because <laughs> he, he was like suddenly they were suddenly like everyone's dressed normally and then he's like a character from a wes anderson movie or yeah yeah exactly that's what i'm like what's going on here yeah. why why do they why does the charitable one have to be the weirdo anyway okay so there we go what do you think of it i god help me when i came to review this i gave it three stars because even though i can look at this movie and objectively say there are so many things wrong with it the script is garbage the cgi is bad justin timberlake's performance isn't very good it is insistent upon getting its puns in but mm-hmm. all of that said I actually had a good time watching it, you know. It was okay. It, like, I mean, it's not the smartest thing in the world. Certainly not as smart as it thinks it is. But I didn't have a bad time watching it. And ultimately, I guess that's the gauge of of quality as far as this is concerned. What What about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to do something. Uh, 
strange, and I'm going to give it three stars as well. Oh. Now, I gave I gave Reminiscence two stars, and upon reflection, it's probably the same as this film, but there is no retrospective changing of ratings. No. So this forever. is a three star. It is 100% better than Reminiscence based on my ratings. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to go with three stars as well. I think, I think it deserves the three stars. Okay, well, there you go. Somehow, despite us just criticizing it for the last half hour, In Time <laughs> is a movie that we both enjoyed. God help us all. Um, I think that's going to lead us very naturally to end the show, uh, as we always do, which is uh, with one simple question. Anthony, what is your favorite movie? Mamma Mia. <laughs> that's a great shout. I'm going to say Mean Girls. Um, yeah. I mean, too. you know, she, any any Amanda Seyfried is good Amanda Seyfried as far as I'm concerned. Um, I had yeah. <laughs> Okay, good stuff. I was going to say that I had to have a conversation with that same film class I was talking about whenever we were talking about on the official syllabus of the course, yep. it has a genre is chick flicks, right? And then one of them said, yeah, exactly, I know. And I was like, oh, I don't know why that's their boys, but, you know, we'll just, we'll just say it's they can be all sorts of genres yeah. and then one of them goes what about like me like mean girls i was like no no that's just a comedy yeah. starring women it's not a <laughs> yeah, it's just a good film that's like yeah. it's comedy is what that is <laughs> it's like is bridesmaid is made a chick flick like is that no like, uh, chick flick is like it's like it's like how to lose a guy in 10 days but even at that that's, you'd still call that a comedy drama-y thing uh, anyway chick flick is a weird name for a, for a genre yeah it's 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 pejorative which we don't like here because it you know no. there's good movies in all genres um Maybe we'll do one next week. We'll see. You have to tune in to listen. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Nancy. I, I just said you have to tune in to listen. You have to tune in to find out is what I meant to say there. Uh, thank you. You do have to tune in to listen as well. Though. That is true. Thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. You can find links to their stuff down in the description below. And thank you to you for tuning in and listening. Uh, please consider subscribing to us. We are the Culture Cave on YouTube and we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps. Uh, get involved in the comments. Drop the show a like if you would be so kind it really does help and we will see you same time same place next week time's up